Welcome to the JNO Podcast. Hey, everybody. You know what time of year it is. It's Christmas time. Can you believe we're already at Christmas time, Josh? I can't. Tis the season, man. I love this time of year. It's my favorite. And we know that you guys have all been good girls and boys out there because we got something special for you today. Really special. You guys are in for a treat. And again, like Josh said, you deserve it. You guys have been good boys and girls. But you know... You got all these cool Christmas movies, you know, all the classic Christmas movies, you know, the It's a Wonderful Life, Mm. uh, the Home Alone franchise, Uh, Miracle on 34th Street, one of my favorite movies of all time. That's a great flick. And then you got A Christmas Story. But you know what sometimes gets lost in the mix, Josh? What? I don't know. The classic sitcom Christmas episodes. Those are really good, usually. Mm -hmm. And we have picked out. One that I think shows all the, you know, what's the best things about Christmas. This episode has a little bit of everything, Josh, I think. Yeah, and I think definitely one of the more underrated uh, holiday episodes of any series, because I think it takes a really serious issue and it deals with the with, you know, absolute dignity, with class, with um, care. And we're excited to talk about it today. And when you think dignity, class and care, you think of Saved by the Bell. Because Saved by the Bell didn't take this issue and, and, you know, try to make a mockery of it. Yeah, makes like really cheap jokes. No, they they, they definitely wouldn't do that, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> they, they definitely have, uh, they definitely gave these characters dignity. So let's get into it. We are actually reviewing Saved by the Bell, Home for Christmas, Parts 1. And two. Oh, yeah, we're giving you guys a two for today. You don't got to wait until next week uh, to tune in for part two. We're going to cover it all today, right now. The episode starts out, you know, how a perfect Christmas episode should show. With a beautiful display of tinsel and garland and ornaments and ribbons. It just, it puts you, if you're not in the Christmas spirit and you're not in it after watching that, there's something wrong with you. Whenever I see tinsel, I get excited. (laughs) Tinsel is not the tackiest shit you'll ever see in your life. (laughs) And we get a nice zoom-in shot of Zach's stocking, which says Zach. (laughs) Gigantic fucking letters. (laughs) Yep, Zach in gigantic, all all capital letters. And then let's just, just, we're going to go past that, and then we kind of learn that, you know, the gang's all in Zach's living room, and they're all telling their plans for the, you know, two weeks off of school, their holiday break. Yeah, and while, you know, I mean, Jason, I don't know about you, but on my holiday breaks, especially at that age, you know, I was, you know, maybe hanging out with some buddies, playing video games, kind of hanging out at home. The Saved by the Bell gang, actually really ambitious, really driven kids. They've all gotten jobs for the Christmas holiday. Can you believe that? I mean, these are great kids. Uh, The only two kids that didn't get jobs were, you know, Zach and... And Screech. Yeah, probably the most unlikable ones of the group, <laughs> for being serious. But I, I mean, I like Zach. He's kind of yeah, a, he's yeah. kind of a turd, but yeah, <laughs> I mean, a good turd. Well, let's start out with what their jobs are. Uh, we'll go. Slater got a job at the mall. He's going to be wrapping gifts. Mm-hmm. Um, we find out really early on he's not very good at that. I don't know how he got the job. I mean. He's destroyed several people's gifts just trying to wrap them. Yeah, I believe um, one lady bought the last set of wine glasses for her uh, daughter and Slater. Yeah, he his poor wrapping led to those being destroyed. And to your, I mean, to your point, maybe they would just give him like an empty shoebox and say, hey, wrap this so we can make sure that you can at least do the basic essentials of this job, which he obviously can't. But 
that's neither here nor there. I mean, but it's a great, uh, the writers did a good job setting this up <laughs> because they use way too many jokes about Slater not being at a, but, uh, you know, properly wrap a gift. I mean, it's absolutely hilarious. So then we're going to go to Jesse. Jesse got a job. Uh, she's working with uh, Santa Claus. He's actually taking photos. You know, she's dressed up as like an elf or something. I don't know what the, which I it? believe what we see later is they're just pretty much Polaroids of kids with Santa. Yeah, so wow. so that's what she's doing, and she's making. She said eight dollars, which at the time I think we looked that up was mm-hmm. double the minimum wage. Yeah, just about double the minimum wage. So um, Jesse's actually doing pretty good for herself. Yeah, and um, Kelly. Lastly, she's working at Moody's Men's Fashion, so Moody's Men's Clothing Store in the mall. So you got those three working in the mall, and then Lisa is actually her mom. She's a doctor, as we right. learned in previous episodes. She actually kind of hooked her up. And she's working at the children's hospital. So which is very cool. Which is actually cool. Yeah, giving back. So Lisa's actually doing something very nice and generous and noble, and everybody else kind of has these little shit jobs that they're doing during Christmas break. And then Zach and Screech for some reason stay at the mall while their friends are working the whole day. <laughs> so then uh Zach, this is where he runs into a tall, stringy kind of grocery. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely malnourished. Um, which actually is that what pretty much happens immediately upon their first interaction was they bump in, they literally bump into each other, run into each other. And the girl drops her lunch, which is apparently an apple inside of a paper bag. At that point, if you only have the apple, I don't know why, unless she's going to eat the paper bag for its nutritional value. I don't know. But, um, Zach very, you know, being a gentleman, um, you know, kind of helps her, you know, mm-hmm. helps her get, get her get composed. And when she says, uh, my lunch, my lunch, because she dropped her apple, he yeah. says, um, an apple? You call that a lunch? lunch. I'm sorry. An apple? Call his lunch? I, uh, I want a diet. Why? You look great to me. I do? So as we can tell, you know, Zach's kind of questioning, you know, why are you only eating an apple for lunch? Fair question. Laura kind of gives the excuse that, you know, I'm on a diet. And Screech, it doesn't usually make a lot of good points, but he makes a really great point in this one where he says, Zach, it's L.A. Everybody's on a diet. So, you know, maybe you don't think much of it. Kudos to the Screech man on that one. So anyways, and then Zach tries to kind of flirt with Laura. Mm Mm-hmm. You As know, Zach is wont yeah. to do. I mean, he's a good-looking guy. He's a cool dude. Yes. So, you know, she's kind of taking his advances, and something happens where she gets kind of scared off, and then she kind of runs away. She gives him her name, and she says she's working in the mall. Yes, I mean, as we know, as anybody who's watched Say by the Bell knows, Zach falls in love immediately within, you know, a matter of a glance with a girl. So um, this episode's no different. So he, after that brief interaction with Laura, he tells Screech, like, Screech, you got to help me find this girl. Yep, and he knows she works in the mall somewhere, so that's our plot. Jack wants to get in this girl's, you know, good graces. <laughs> get in her acid wash jeans. No, 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 I'm not that's saying anything. No, 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 Zach just wants to make a connection. So anyways, I forgot, like, Screech is holding some stupid-ass doll, not in a box or anything, what he's going to be donating, and it's full of water, so it starts, you know, it's, what is it called, the jug? Uh, the squeeze and squirt doll. So and, not dirty at all. Yes. And and, so, and when we were actually watching that episode, because I hadn't seen this one probably all the way through since I was younger, when I heard that name, I immediately thought that the doll was supposed to shit itself, which we later find out uh, momentarily that Screech has given the doll mo- a lot of water, squeezes the doll. 
the doll leaks all over him. It can't, I mean, it's not stopping. I mean, it's a waterfall coming out of this doll. So Screech's pants are all wet now. And this is just good writing. So good writing. Screech's pants are all wet. So Zach goes with Screech to the bathroom to, you know, try to help him get cleaned up a little bit. Yeah, so Zach's going to the bathroom with Screech, trying to get him cleaned up so then can start looking for Laura and where she's at in this mall. And when they're in the bathroom, a homeless gentleman uh, comes walking in. Screech is trying to clean up his pants. He's all wet all over the place. And the homeless guy kind of gives him a trick how he can dry his pants with the... Uh, with the blow dryer, like the with, hand dryer. Yeah, with the hand dryer. I mean... I've actually used that uh, from this episode before. I had not. Um, I don't know. Did you use it because you saw it in this episode? <laughs> actually, I did. So. <laughs> so, so, so this this episode has been giving me, you know, this for 20 odd some odd years. So. <laughs> actually, I mean, this is where you kind of you start to see some of the glimmers of uh, glimmers of good coming out of Zach. Um, there are some kind of some cheap jokes that are thrown in here, usually by Screech. You live here in the mall? Oh, no, no. I just stopped in to do a little Christmas shaving. Kind of makes me look like a Santa Claus, don't you think? Nah, he's fat. He eats breakfast. <laughs> so anyway, so yeah, there's some cheap jokes here. You know, Screech is a moron, so he doesn't understand. But Zach kind of explains like, hey, Screech, this guy is homeless. Zach, actually, this honestly almost brought a tear to my eye mm-hmm. because this shows the good yes. of Zach. And sometimes we forget Zach's actually a really good dude. Mm-hmm. So Zach, actually, there's like some... Uh, there's pay, a payphone. Yeah, there's a payphone in there. Which I've never seen in a men's bathroom, by the way. But. No, no, I definitely want <laughs> definitely wouldn't want to be using yeah. a using a payphone in a, a men's jizz. <laughs> yeah, in a men's bathroom. Yeah. But anyways, there's a payphone in there, and young Zachary actually puts in a couple dollars into the change dispenser. Yes, and then he says, uh, "Hey, Mister, play that clip." We gotta go look for the girl. There's money in here. Ooh, I got tips on it. Is it yours, mister? Oh, there's no money in there, son. Well, I'll check again. Merry Christmas. Thanks to you, son. That was really cool of Zach that was to really do that. Cool, and Zach. I I mean, I know that, yeah, I mean, they're definitely singles for sure. Zach would never, you know, go above like, you know, two singles for this guy. But still, like, I mean, two singles is two singles, man. And yeah, I mean, this was the early 90s. So, yeah, you know, inflation since then, we're talking probably, you know, three fifty, four bucks. But so Zach does that. And it's really it is really a nice moment. Um, and so you kind of you th- that kind of sets the scene for you. You say like, OK, there's this homeless guy. Zach's a nice dude. He goes to the store to visit Kelly, um, the store that she's working at Moody's. And he that's where he finds Laura. Laura works there with Kelly. Like what a small world, you know, yeah. Bayside really is. And, uh, and it's weird because you don't think about when you think about Saber the Bell Bayside, you think it's like a ever expanding <laughs> world. But it seems like there's only like six kids in that school at any two time. classrooms, yeah, yeah, two classrooms, one hallway. Oh, actually, no, I take it that one classroom and one principal's office. Yeah. And two hallways, actually. Yes. So, I mean, but yeah. Can you believe that Kelly and Laura are working together? No. And that's and it's a cool thing. And so Zach goes in there and he starts, you know, he's again, Zach, Zach, he's a ladies man. So he starts laying it on her. He says, like, I want to buy you lunch. She's like, we just met. Um, and then from the door, Zach notices that this homeless man is is there waving at him. And he, you know, kind of figures, oh, that's nice, you know, like, hi. And, yeah. and then they, um, Kelly, I believe, asks, like, you know, who is that? So I said, oh, that's some homeless guy um, that, you know, Screech and I met in the bathroom. Like, I, I gave him some money. So Zach, never looking for praise for things. Um, <laughs> gave him some money. Uh, I just hope he spends it on food. Um, 
Play that clip. <laughs> hey, Zach, there's that homeless guy again. He's homeless? The poor man. Of course he's poor. That's why he's homeless. <laughs> well, I gave him some money. I just hope he spends it on food. What do you mean by that? Well, you know, when you give a guy a handout, you can't be sure if he's really hungry or a wino or worse. <laughs> so, pick you up at 1230? Forget it. I just lost my appetite. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. Zach kind of... You know, but Zach, you know, Zach hasn't been around a lot of homeless people, too. So that's true. He even says in this episode, his idea of somebody who's, you know, got it rough in uh, in Bayside is someone who doesn't have cable. Like, that's a poor person. To, exactly. To his family. Exactly. So it's not all Zach's fault. It's not all Zach's fault. But, you know, he kind of thinks maybe he's a wino or he <laughs> might spend his money on even something worse than drinking which i'm sure zach was alluding to drugs um, or caffe- maybe sex caffeine pills you just never know <laughs> so laura all of a sudden you know she's kind of mad at zachary right so their lunch date i mean kind of gets kiboshed there and she tell which this is obviously not true but she says she lost her appetite which you know there's no way in hell of all she ate all day was an apple um I, so she hasn't even eaten that apple yet because she's saving that for lunch <laughs> so <laughs> so she's starving so she has so she i mean she's upset and you'll we'll find you'll find out later don't you, no, 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 no spoilers this. until later on folks and so you know people are on the edge of their seat with this episode <laughs> so so then zach's actually you know he's just hanging with the gang um they're kind of in the cafeteria area or the food court and Laura actually comes up with Kelly. Uh, you know, they're on their lunch break from Moody's. They see Zach there. Zach's kind of still, he starts talking to Laura again. Yeah. She's a little apprehensive, but Kelly relays her worries. She says, Zach, he's a really great guy. He, would, he wouldn't do anything to hurt, you know, hurt somebody intentionally. No. Which I think we've seen many <laughs> instances of him doing that in the past. Um, but okay, that's fine. So Slater even, you know, gives a good word for Zach. You know, everybody and, and that's huge because they can butt heads sometimes. Yeah, but this is the Slater I like. He's got Zach's back. Mm-hmm. So that that was kind of cool to see. And then, you know, Screech, you know, plays the sympathy card. And how can you say no to Screech? He's so lovable. <laughs> yeah. And so after all this, she finally relents, says, okay. You know, no. if, if Screech is going to stick up for this guy, he must be a cool dude. <laughs> right, because Screech is obviously definitely somebody who smells panties and probably cushions and stuff. So, <laughs> Zach actually... So, this wears Laura down. Yeah, which, she's worn down. I mean, she's, she's like, got these good-looking kids. Obviously, you know, they come from, good, you know, well-off families and yeah. stuff. They're all vouching for Zach. Yeah. So, she says, okay, what the heck? Um, so, they start having, to, you know, having lunch together. And this leads to, again, like we were talking about before... Um, you know, some cheap jokes here and there. This yeah, is just some, some kind of some cheap jokes about how hungry she is. He's between jobs right now. I just said you weren't hungry. You know what they say about potato chips. Oh, sure. Bitch can't eat just 50. Yeah. Um, hey, man, I can never stop at just one chip, too. You know what right. I mean? Um, I guess she... I think in that scene, too, she only had eaten two chips. So, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, for Zach to inflate that number to 50 immediately was, you know, a little little um, little tasteless. But uh, and then we find out that, you know, uh, Zach uh, had a burger, which she also ate. And then she's eating ice cream. And Zach pig of herself. <laughs> so Zach Zach uh, takes Laura over right after that to go see Santa where he asked Jesse for a little bit of a favor and can they cut the line? This is really cool. I mean, Zach's obviously never 
you know, never hard up for dates. And he's always got really fun ideas. Like, you know, well, this is a fun idea. And this is what, like, definitely what high school seniors would be wanting to do. So, um, yeah, he takes Laura to go see Santa. Laura, she, like, you know, they take a picture with Santa. It's really cute. It's a really blurry Polaroid. <laughs> and, and Laura asks Santa, you know, Santa asks Laura what she would like for mm-hmm. Christmas. And she whispers to Santa. And Santa looks sad. Which, you know, Santa's not supposed to look sad. Santa's, you know, jolly old fat man. <laughs> And he looks sad and he goes, I don't think anyone's ever asked me that before, but I'll see what I can do. And so now as an as an audience, as a uh, a viewer of the show, me and me and Josh actually paused the episode and we started talking. What could she have? Asked? Oh, my. We I by the time we checked the clock, it was two hours later and we were still throwing around theories of what she asking for. Is she asking for money? Yeah. Is she asking for uh, a car? You know, like you just didn't know. Is she asking for I, could have been anything like a disease maybe she has when she doesn't disease to go away that was the that was that's what we yeah we could done saying it's got to be disease to go to that's why she's so skinny like that that made sense right stomach cancer i think yeah was what we were talking about and um but we don't know and then zach wants to know and she says you know zach i'm sorry but it's private so you know we're left dangling we're left chomping at our bits to figure out what this is and then right after that they run into zach's mom who's actually putting on a play of some sort yeah this is kind of cool so we don't get to see zach's mom a lot she's cool though and she's always good though she always yeah she's good and she in the small parts we ever see her in before she's always real memorable and but this time she kind of gets a lot to chew on here um she's actually helping put on a performance of a christmas carol in the mall but the issue with this is it's happening, you know, during, you know, working hours. Yeah. And the kids all want to be in it. Kelly somehow was able to finagle the time off from Moody's, which was, I mean, that's a goddamn miracle. Knowing Mr. Moody, just well, a tight ass. It, Josh, is, you're talking a lot about Mr. The audience doesn't know Mr. Moody yet. Mi- Mr. Moody is, I, I think they kind of like tried to play it like he was from A Christmas Carol, like Mr. Scrooge. He's a jackass. He's just, you know, all about the moolah or money. Uh, he doesn't care about his employees. He's just, you know, he's just mean. He's a mean guy. He's an old, like an old crotchety fart. And he again, I somehow Kelly was able to razzle dazzle him. She got the time off, which I think the time off was like a half hour or something. Yeah. So it's probably technically her lunch break or something. But so she gets the time off and Laura really wants to be in this place she hears what they're doing and she says she, like, she loves the play yeah like and so she just says like oh my god that'd be so fun and uh, and zach gives her the suggestion of well why don't you ask your boss for the time off laura doesn't think it's a good idea because it's her first day on the job which i gotta give it to laura you know yeah, yeah probably responsible. not responsible <laughs> yeah pretty responsible you're usually it's not a good impression to take off time on right. your first day on the job but zach says hey mr moody you did it for Kelly. He'll yep. do it for you. Which kind of shows up. Zach just operates in his own little world. And so Mr. And Laura uh, take Zach's advice. I mean, for you know, better or worse and ask Mr. Moody and true to form. Uh, Mr. Moody says, no, I mean, just flat out. No, if, Say by the bell could have got away with it. I mean, if this was on now, mm. he would have said, "Hell no!" Oh, yeah. He 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 needs Laura in there. He's a, I mean, and again, it's Christmas Eve, one of the busiest shopping days of the year. Yeah. So again, we can kind of see Mr. Moody's point, but he does he can go about it in a nicer way. You know, he can you know sugarcoat it a little bit. He's, He's a such a fucking quick. bastard. So then we see Zach, Screech, and Slater. They're kind of hanging out. And they're going to they're about to head out to go meet with the girls to go to the children's hospital, which is, again, where Lisa is um, volunteering her time during Christmas Mm -hmm. break. They see something, you know, 
kind of they see something odd and you know they like the camera pans over and in a really honestly just heart-wrenching scene shows um the homeless man from earlier laying on the floor motionless in the food court and Zack Slater and Screech immediately snap into action and they run over there Slater saying you know you know are you okay like you know and then they're saying is he breathing and then says Screech call 911 Screech then asks for the number of course um i mean that was an intense scene that was a very intense scene i thought it was weird that people were just surrounding him and not trying to do anything <laughs> these fucking teenagers have to always jump into action they get him to safety and off to the hospital Whisked off to the hospital so the next scene and it's the gang they're all going over to meet up with kelly because they're all you know gonna go for the children's hospital and they kind of explain that that homeless man that they had seen earlier you know who zach thought was a wino <laughs> He passed out and he was off to the hospital and they think everything's going to be okay, luckily. Right. Yeah. I mean, the guy that for all Zach knew could have been a smackhead. He's he's not doing so well. Um, Laura asks, is he okay? She seems really concerned, which Laura seems like a nice girl. It makes sense. Um, and they say, oh, yeah, like they think he'll be fine. But, you know, they, they just had to take him into the hospital because he seemed really uh, run down. Um, and so the next part is and this is this is actually one of my, you know, a fun scene of this episode is um they're at the children's hospital. They're putting up the tree and the gang comes in. Screech is dressed like some sort of weird gimp reindeer hybrid. Um, and Zach is Santa Claus, but he doesn't have a, a fucking mustache. It's just like a beard that goes under his chin. So not the greatest execution, but the kids seem to like it, which is all. That I mean, they did a good job. Really not too much to say about it. Uh, they give kids gifts, you know good scene there, there's a joke about slater's rapping again yes um, yeah, there was we skipped about 20 times where they brought up slater's uh rapping but <laughs> there was a lot of there's a lot there's a lot of talk about how bad slater is at rapping gifts we so, may add that we may actually we'll leave that all those parts in for our maybe our patreon episode or something that would be a good um, patreon episode yeah that would be a good patreon uh exclusive and so um so we know, so we wrap up the mm-hmm. christmas party and the guys uh zach slater and screech say hey we're gonna go head over they they talk to one of the nurses mm-hmm. who knows where the bums at or the <laughs> they talk homeless to homeless gentleman the, they talk to one of the nurses and she tells them that the homeless man is on the east wing and they tell him the room number so Zach Slater and Screech are going to go visit him and see how he's doing. I think they even bring him a gift. That's really sweet of those guys. Boy, do they get a shot because they open the door and there's, you know, the homeless man. And by his beside is Laura. And you're thinking in your head. And I don't know if anyone has figured this out who's listening right now. We find out that the homeless man is Laura's father, which implicitly means Laura's homeless as well dude me and josh once we found that out me and josh both let out an audible gasp um we couldn't believe what was going on uh we had to pause and we just sat there for like 15 minutes just talking about like did you think that was actually gonna happen josh right and then we went back to like do you think that's what she was talking to santa about or is there something more serious i still think it was the stomach something something with the stomach (laughs) some stomach cancer but you know josh thinks it might be like you know gay can my dad find a job. He's a bum. <laughs> so part two starts. Uh, Zach comes on screen. He gives a great recap of what happened in episode one. And there was a couple. They even left a couple in the jokes in about, you know, how they're all hungry and stuff. <laughs> it's Christmas vacation. Some of my friends have jobs at the mall. But yeah, Slater's working at gift wrap. You guys are all knack for it. There you are. I'm sure your daughter will love the champagne glasses. <laughs> Screech had a little trouble with the gift he bought. First, I want to make sure it works. 
exciting place at Christmas. You never know who you'll run into. Hey, watch where you're going. Sorry, I didn't see you. Well, sure glad I bumped into you. I'm Zach Morris. I'm late for work. <laughs> and I found out she worked with Kelly. Thinking about Zach again? I can't believe he took me to see Santa Claus. <laughs> I'm surprised he didn't make you sit on his knee. <laughs> Not everyone comes to the mall to shop. Think he's homeless. Well, then he should eat out. Dude, I have a place to live. Oh. Oh. Sometimes one problem leads to another. Hey, guys, look who it is. Oh, no. Come on, let's help him. Come on, excuse me. Let's get back up. Is he still alive? I don't know. Are you okay? And when we went to see him at the hospital, we got a big surprise. Laura, what are you doing here? So we uh, we get a little bit more um, story here, like what's happening, like what brought Laura and her father, who seem like capable, good people, what put them into this situation. And we learn out that Frank, which is Laura's father, Frank Benton, lost his job at the computer plant, um, and he can't get a job now because he has no address, no phone number, and one crumpled suit. And also, like on his resume, like the only thing he has on there is he worked at Computer Plant. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so if you're not going to actually put like a legitimate business on there, nobody's going to believe you <laughs> that you have a lot. You have 15 years experience at Computer Plant. So, I mean, that so it sounds like, you know, Frank's in a bad way right now, which I think this is where one of those instances where Say by the Bell takes a serious issue and they deal with it, you know, in a way that really makes it, you know, makes it hit home. Um, They would do this in the next season with the drunk driving episode where it really, truly showed all of the consequences um, that can happen from drunk driving. I think Mm -hmm. like they lost their like car privileges and I got grounded for like a month or something. Mm -hmm. With the hospital thing, Frank says that he's actually going to be out in a couple hours. They just got to do a couple more testing. It's nothing serious. It looks like it was just he needs to eat. His doctor's advice was literally eat. Yeah, play that clip. Much better. The doctor just wants to check him again in an hour, and if he's still okay, don't release him. Great. So nothing's wrong? Well, the doctor did say I should do something about my diet. What? Eat. (laughs) So, yeah, that happens. And then Zach says, you know, my dad's out of town. My mom's lonely at home. Mm -hmm. Why don't you come after you get out of the hospital to my house and you guys have dinner with us? Which, again, is just another clear indication of Zach having no common sense. Like, he's telling this homeless man that he just met, like, my mom and me are home alone um, right now. <laughs> Why don't you come over to the house? Um, we'll feed you, you know. I mean, so. Frank seems like a good guy. But um, someone in a more desperate situation, it, people could have gotten hurt. People could have gotten property stolen. Yeah. So And we're I mean, always worried about people getting property yeah. stolen. <laughs> not, not about people getting hurt. <laughs> so Zach, um, yeah, again, maybe just another case where Zach doesn't really think things through. Yeah. So the next scene, they're at Zach's house and they're kind of explaining their situation. And it's a real sob story. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mr. Benton's been out of work for six months. Yeah. Uh, he worked at... Uh, computer plant. Uh, computer plant. Again, I, the computer plant, I mean, it's a great... He worked at a computer plant. I doesn't really go into detail what he did at computer right. plant. Yeah, no, it could have been anything. Absolutely no details. Uh, but I guess he's been out of work for six months. And, you know, he's got a wrinkled shirt. He goes into these interviews. Well, they moved to California for more opportunities, which makes not too much sense because it's one of the highest 
income areas. It's you know it's hard for people to make it there. Yeah, absolutely. So um, so he took Laura. They took their shit car and they drove up to California <laughs> with no real plans. But well, to be fair, I mean, we don't know if their car actually starts at this point. I mean, Zach might have given them a ride for all we know. Yeah, Zach might have given them given them a ride. So yeah, so they're kind of telling him the story, and you know, Zach's mom feels bad. Um, I think they even asked him if they want to stay the night. Did that happen? Uh, I believe so. And I think Mr. Benton, again, being a gentleman, which again, other situation with somebody a little bit worse off, this could have been a recipe yeah. for disaster. But Mr. Benton, total class act, real good guy. And yeah. he says like, you know, I appreciate it. You guys, you know, you stuffed us. I've had, I had four pieces of pie. Laura had like five potatoes or something yeah, and like three were... steaks or some shit. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know who the hell, <laughs> why they had that much food in there. Right, which actually is just, I mean, I'm short-sighted, like it'll stuff you for the moment, but a lot of that's going to come out as feces. Yeah, that's going to be a lot of feces. (laughs) (laughs) And so... So Mr. Benton, yeah, I mean, I think Mr. Benton turns it down. <laughs> Dude, Mr. They should have at least went and used the bathroom before they went out. <laughs> yeah, they're going to be shitting their fucking yeah, brains out. Two that. in the morning comes, the mall's not open yet. I mean, yeah. I, maybe they have a bucket in the car. We don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yet another thing you can leave open to interpretation from this episode. Um, and so, yeah, Mr. Benton says very gracefully says, you know, I appreciate that. Thank you. But we can't, you know, Im- we can't impose on you any longer. And he actually thanks them for even just nobody's reached out to him. Nobody's really talked to them because, you know, there's a stigma. Oh, yeah. With being homeless. Laura makes a great point that um, actually like people look at someone who's homeless and say, you know, they act like they're contagious. They avoid them like they yeah. don't want to talk to them. They don't want to interact with. Them. Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, we learned a lot from this. episode. Mm-hmm. We've learned a lot just from you know mr benton and, them, and so. we actually set a challenge we're you know i think we're going to try to do this ourselves and ask everybody <laughs> i'm not doing anything with homeless people so, <laughs> so that's that's about the end of that and so <laughs> let's go on to the next thing <laughs> yeah so anyway so we find out frank's you know he's in a he's in a he's in a hard way right now there's this perfect coincidentally at moody's clothing there's this absolutely just scrumptious looking sport coat oh dude i was craving that, <laughs> like, that sports i want that sports coat so bad i mean we, we we both i mean i think pride ourselves on our fashion and like oh we, we love sports ruling over this sport coat and laura says oh my that would be perfect and again so zach gave her horrible advice kelly gives her kind of bad advice as well saying well you know it's your second day here so um why don't you go ask mr moody for an advance on your salary and you'll pay for the sport coat. Mr. Moody's no. He flatly refuses this request. Uh, and, you can and, again, some- and again, if NBC at the time would have said, hey, you can go with this, Mr. Moody would have said, hell no! So he flat out refuses this. I, I can't blame Mr. Moody. The chick's only been there for, what? This, this is literally work- her second day of work. Probably <laughs> combined working maybe four four hours right total yeah. right now. So yeah, I probably would say, hey, maybe if you worked here like two weeks or something, mm. I we established a relationship. I'll let you put it on credit. Yeah, And it's a fine, it's supposed to be a fine clothing store, which of course like isn't evident from any of the clothes they have hanging up, but even that beautiful sport coat, but it's supposed to be a fine clothing store. I mean, this jacket is, is probably supposed to be in the few hundred dollar range where if you're, you know, a kid working there in a seasonal job, like probably the entire time you work there, you might, you know, just be able to afford it. Maybe, you know, maybe not even. So yeah. Mr. Moody's apprehensiveness is, is very, un- it's, it's well understood here. Um, he's a bastard, but I gotta, you know, he's a businessman. He's a business. I agree with him. I mean, he didn't make all this money by being a a schmuck. Yeah. (laughs) 
So actually, um, so I mean, there's a couple, there's a couple obstacles right here. So Laura really wants that sport coat. She doesn't know how the hell she's going to get it. And she also wants to be in the play. Yeah. And Mr. Moody said no to both of these things. But Zach, then this is where I got to hand it to Zach. He comes in, convinces Mr. Moody to let her be in the play. And you don't really know how yet. But Zach, we know Zach's a smooth talker. Yeah. We know Zach can be very convincing. So, yeah. So we find out that's going to happen. So Laura's free to go. So she, her, Zach, and they all, they run off to go be in the play. But on the way out, Kelly actually goes and says hey i'm gonna buy this sports coat for laura um but it's a surprise so she asked the person behind the register to hold on to it for her and she'll pick it up when she gets back gotta love kelly heart of gold so we start the play <laughs> and i'm not gonna go too much into the play because it's a piece of shit what zach did when he was whispering to mr moody and you know we thought he was just gonna offer him a blowjob or something but yeah zach had actually pretty much made the play even worse because now all throughout the play, they have to keep on bringing up, you need to go shop at Mr. Moody's store for men if you want the latest fashion. And they mm. they make a mockery of this yes. play. Yes, the, the lesson of the play is completely compromised and just completely pissed on, if we're being honest, yeah. just to be a plug for Mr. Moody's it's, clothing store. It's the worst, you know, this is why people can't get behind capitalism all the time, because it ruins things. Yeah. And, and like Jason said, I mean, the play was, I can't, I'm surprised that the network let it go on this long because it was literally four or five minutes of just horrible accents. But I mean, whatever. So the, the play's over. When they return, I mean, the, the kids are riding high. They just put on what they think is a great performance, which it was not <laughs> good. Horrible. It wasn't good. It, they shouldn't be riding high, not, but they are. I'm, kids. I'm just not going to sugarcoat it. It wasn't good. And we're going to spare you guys and we're not going to play any clips. From no, that you don't no, need no. to see that. You guys, part. you guys deserve better than that. Yep. And so they come in. Mr. Moody actually sees that that beautiful sport coat, it's gone. It's not on the rack anymore. And, you know, he says, like, well, what's going on here? He asks Laura. Laura says, well, someone someone must have bought it. And she's 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 devastated. Yeah, it was a nice jacket. It was a nice sports jacket. And she's devastated because she wanted to buy that for her dad as a gift. And again, I don't know how the hell she was going to buy it, but whatever. And so Mr. Moody, just again, being that crotchety old capitalist businessman, he assumes Laura stole it. Because he goes over, runs over to the cash register, can't find that. He looks in there for maybe a tenth of a second, can't find the receipt. Says there, yeah, he says, there's no receipt. You must have stolen it. And this actually harkens back to earlier in the episode when Mr. Moody finds out Laura's homeless because Kelly spills the beans. Oh, we forgot to mention that. Yeah, Kelly spills the beans, says, um... You know, hey, come on, Mr. Moody, like, give her a break, like, Laura's homeless, and Mr. Moody, this is how he responds, which actually made me a little sick to my stomach. Play that clip. This is Laura's only chance to buy a Christmas present for her father. She's homeless. If I knew she was homeless, I wouldn't have hired her. People like that steal. God, that's disgusting. Yeah, um, yeah, now I wish she would have stolen the fucking coat. <laughs> And so Mr. Moody calls the cops uh, at mall security <laughs> close enough um, <laughs> on Laura and Laura. I mean, Laura doesn't know what is she going to do? I mean, she didn't do anything wrong no. and she's freaking out. So she runs. I mean, she just picks up and runs, which yeah. I think we were saying she's got to be careful because she doesn't have a lot of food in her tank. So yeah. we don't want her passing out like her old man. Laura runs off. Zach and the gang, they come back and they find out, you know, well, where's Laura? Like, like she was accused of stealing and they say, well, we got to find her. You know, and Kelly returns and says, Mr. Moody, I asked that for that jacket to be put aside because I was going to buy that for Laura. Yeah. 
And now Mr. Moody, you know, now he's got egg on his face. They showed uh, Mr. Moody's face. He looked like he was kind of like upset with himself. Mm. As right he should be. Finally, this guy gets it. Mm -hmm. And so the gang's looking everywhere. Slater um, comes up and mentions that some random woman saw Laura just bolting through the parking lot. Play that clip. (laughs) Guys, guys, a woman just saw Laura run into the parking lot then head away from the mall. Yeah, I looked all around, but I couldn't find her. (laughs) <laughs> wow she's really well, yeah yeah she was upset for some reason that clip made us laugh um <laughs> we just imagine laura just run her ass off laura in her floral shirt just <laughs> running aimlessly <flowing>. through the <laughs> yeah. through the parking lot so she's gone i mean so the gang's still looking for they're looking all over and then finally, Zach comes into the scene with his mom they're buying a christmas tree on christmas eve who the fuck <laughs> so they're going to I don't even know. I don't. It probably is a thing because I don't live in California. I live, but they're at like a Christmas tree lot. Zach's still on the phone. He's and there's no trace of Laura. And they're he's with his mom and they're going to buy a Christmas tree again. This is Christmas Eve, so that, that's late planning to me. Yeah, I very mean, to late. go to a Christmas tree, <laughs> Christmas tree lot, lot. Um... Yeah, when you're going to put it up for essentially the next day. Yeah, it's a, it, it doesn't even seem worth it at that point. It's a little silly. I think they were just really trying to drive the point home that, like, look, it's Christmas or whatever. Yeah, but um, I, I just think that's poor planning on their absolutely, part. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, maybe they got a great discount. But Zach's family, they're not hurting. For they're money. not hurting I for mean, money. Yeah, they're so, never hurting for money. Who knows? So, I think, yeah, to your point. So anyway, yeah. Zach and his mom are going and there's like a there's kind of a rundown car. The only car in the scene. Which, uh, which is parked literally right in front of the door to this Christmas tree pickup lot. Yeah. Um. And at that point, the guy, you know, working the lot. I mean, this yeah. guy's got to make a living too. He I mean, goes he's up, got a family to provide for. Absolutely. And he goes over to the window of this jalopy and says, "Like, hey, excuse me, can you move? You know, like people can't get in here." Yeah. Um. And we find out it's. <laughs> well, the guy tried play that clip. Excuse me. Would you mind not parking here? We need this space for people picking up trees. Thanks. So, yeah, when he's trying to start the car, you know, (laughs) (laughs) some reason this made us laugh, too. (laughs) Mr. I got to give the guy who ever played Frank Benton some credit because he did definitely do some good improvised uh, dialogue to himself where he was like, oh, boy. (laughs) So Mr. Benton comes out. Zach's excited as all get out because they found Laura and. (laughs) <laughs> actually even more than that he, he sees mr benton under the hood because like mr benton said the darn wire came loose again <laughs> and so mr benton says the darn wire came loose again and um you know he's under the hood he's he's just trying whatever whatever crap he can think of yeah. to try to get this car to start and um zach runs over mr benton have you seen laura and out of the passenger side comes laura so she she's okay which thank god because i mean yeah we were worried yeah i mean that behavior of her just running aimlessly like was it was a little scary we didn't know what she was gonna do you know if she's gonna hurt herself or whatever so mm-hmm. um we see her she's okay yeah well, thank god she's okay zach's mom says it's christmas eve you're not spending christmas eve here in your car <laughs> and a jalopy in the parking lot of a Christmas tree. Which, I mean, they'd have a Christmas tree to look at, which would be nice. But... That is always nice. I love Christmas trees. Um, so anyways, they go home with them. The next scene, all the gangs there. Lisa, Screech, Slater, Jazz, Jesse. Everybody. everybody uh, Kelly. 
I don't know why, but you know, this is the place to go on Christmas Eve. Yeah, <laughs> they don't have. I guess their families don't want to spend it with them, so they go to Zach's. Mr. Benton and Laura are there, and Mr. Um, Moody actually shows up. He's got a present. We don't know what the pre- me and Josh paused <laughs> again. <it>. Another two <laughs> hours of talking. What we paused it. It's like, what is in that box? It was a range of things we were coming up with. Yeah, I mean, I was thinking for the longest time it was like just a really big cutting board. I thought it was a cutting board too at one point, but then I thought maybe it's a couple app, like maybe six apples in there. <laughs> <laughs> Or a spice rack, or a something. spice rack would have been cool too. Something or uh, a VCR. I, I, that would have been. It nice. was a big box, so yeah. it could have been a VCR. We didn't know. Or like maybe new wires for the car, so it didn't. <laughs> <laughs> so it actually ran properly. Jumper cable. Jumper cables would have been nice. So, anyways, then we unpaused it, and I guess what it was, it was actually that jacket, that yes. that sports jacket, jacket that, that Laura wanted, that she wanted, and you know what that. We still are, I don't think I'll ever, unless we actually talk to the writers of this episode, which fat chance of that, these guys are Hollywood guys. Yeah, they're Hollywood guys. But unless someone tells us for sure, which is kind of cool, it's almost like what's in the briefcase in Pulp Fiction. You don't know what Laura asked Santa for, and it might have been the jacket. It might have just been the jacket, because they made such a point about, you know, Frank can't get a fucking job because he's got one crumpled ass (laughs) suit. All he needs is, he doesn't need a new pair of pants. He doesn't need like a, like a shirt without stains on it. He, he doesn't need, that. doesn't need deodorant, doesn't need, uh, and I, maybe update his resume, uh, maybe actually have a real name of a company instead of what was it? Computer, computer plan. Computer plan. Like, what did you do at computer plan? Yeah, we, that, that was the other thing too, is because you hear computer plan. So you, th- you hear computer and you just think, okay, maybe he's a, he's a techie, you know, he's a, yeah, tech, he's guy. a tech guy. But, but when they say, you know, we don't know, like to that point, if you have a resume, you people don't understand, okay, did you put the computers in boxes and then, you know, pour the peanuts on top and yeah. then send them out? Or were you actually like developing hardware yeah, or so software? We're... So we don't know. We don't know. But either way, he's got this jacket now. So finding a job is going to be a cinch. So we get this jacket. Everything looks beautiful. <laughs> Mr. Moody, he's not one to like get praise. He's yeah. not like Zach Morris. He, you know, <laughs> people are all happy with them. He just kind of grumbles then he kind of like lets him lefts himself out of the room so zach and his mom after you know all this happens tell frank and laura hey we talked to my dad who's you know out of town on business and he thought it's a great idea to have two homeless people you know live with us until you get on your feet which they're getting to like to be fair um zach has known them for maybe 36 hours at this point 36 hours maybe 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 30 so like so not continuous but they've been yeah yeah, yeah, they've been in his brain like these people exist at (laughs) this point (laughs) so yeah zach's dad on the phone from singapore wherever the hell he is like on business traveling thinks it's a great idea to have 45 year old homeless man who has no idea I mean, this is before like smartphones. So you couldn't even take a picture of the guy. Right, and he it. hasn't even talked to the guy. I'm the phone. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, he's just like it's a homeless guy. <laughs> oh, sure. And then okay. a 17 year old girl that who Zach's trying to like bang. So we think it's a good idea if they stay in the house with us. Right. I mean, I'm kind of convinced that Mr. Morris, like, he's probably porking whoever he's traveling oh, he's, with on business. Oh, he's porking for sure. And so he's probably thinking, you know, worst case scenario, my wife and son are murdered. And, you know, I come out smelling like a rose because I'm gone on business. I got a perfect alibi. So and it might have been open enrollment time coming up like right then. Yeah. So he probably even like put some help to less dependents. 
well, two less dependents, and then put like some big ass yes. insurance policies on so them. So that that op- that was a cool thing too, Buzz. It opens up a lot of questions about so Mr. Me, Morris. Yeah, me and Josh paused the episode again, and we just <laughs> talked for about five hours at this point, like how Mr. Morris is. Yeah. You know, putting these huge ass insurance policies on these guys. Clearly, and stuff like that. a shady motherfucker. Yeah, he's shady as shit. I mean, he's in the computer business. He sells computers. So, I mean, wait, why didn't you just hire Frank then? <laughs> it wouldn't make sense. <laughs> but that doesn't make sense to me like why again i would put my family before two homeless people i've never met and let's okay and let's yeah for argument's sake let's say they they really like these people are just good hearted salt of the earth people you could put them up in a you know i don't know motel or something like i mean motel there's really trying you know i'm sure there's there's options and i think there are other options Mm -hmm. too because there's you know there's shelters and stuff like that (laughs) but and it's like, we don't even know their backstory. Like, why hasn't any other family taken them in? Right. What happened to the mom? And they moved to California. That's a great question. We didn't think, we, well, actually we did. That was another instance where we talked for three hours about <laughs> that. Um, and then we said, we just got to get this episode done. It's like four <laughs> in the morning now. It's weird. Yeah. And I mean, I think they mentioned when Frank lost his job, he lost it somewhere out of state and he moved to California, which it kind of makes sense because California does. I mean, that's like, you know, that's Silicon Valley or whatever, which again, yeah. if you're just packing computers up, I don't know if it would matter, but they say, okay, well, Frank, you know, like he, they moved from wherever the hell they were to California and they're having a hard time, but you made the good point of, you know, California is one of literally has one of the highest standards of living in the yeah, world. Why would, it just doesn't make sense. There's to me. some like, things there's... about the Bentons that's, a little fishy they're shady as shit so anyways <laughs> we unpaused after a while and we just figured whatever and <laughs> because by the next episode we never hear about these, these assholes again ever so so we're like whatever it ended up working out i'm sure like what happened is they just had them like live in the house with them for a couple months mm. Or they might have even just murdered them and harvested the meat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, we don't know what the Moors is around. I'm guessing to. Zach got at least one, you know, blowjob on the couch, like in the living room. From like, Frank? Nah. Well, I mean, he might have. We don't know. We don't that's know. Another, we that's don't another know. open, that's another cool, like, open ended question from this episode. We don't know what was going on with Frank. But Frank and Mrs. Uh, Morris. They like, definitely were doing. There was tension. There when was you're like, watching. Yeah, there was like, I mean, there's some chemistry. There. We paw that we again, we were pausing this episode constantly. Um, <laughs> the little pause emblem on my morose fucking just worn off now. And so, like, we were pa- you when they look at you get the glances at each other. Yeah, there's, so, there's something going on. Especially there. when you put on that sports jacket. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so I don't know. Like, I mean, there's so much left to interpretation. We don't like to speculate, but definitely something going on. There. Yeah, there was some there was something going on. So, anyways. Frank, you know, he's honest and he says, like, I don't know how long, you know, it's not going to be an overnight thing where I just find a job. I mean, just because I have a sports jacket now, (laughs) (laughs) which was big of him. Like, Frank is the only one who seems to realize this. Yeah. Like, I think Frank's like, why the hell do these guys want us to live here so bad? Right. Which he even says, he says, oh, we couldn't do that. Like, and then he brings up that point. He says, I don't know how long it's going to take. Like, what if we wear out our welcome? And Mrs. Morris makes actually a funny joke um, about how Zach, you know, he's been there 18 years. He hasn't worn out his welcome yet. Well, anyways, the Bentons, they want to do something nice for the Morrises, uh, for their hospitality. So they play a beautiful rendition of Silent Night. I mean, we know they can't buy him shit. So so they go over to the piano Mm -hmm. and I mean, just play it. Silent night, holy night. 
That's the that's gift. Christmas in that's Christmas all yeah, wrapped up. That's Christmas in a neat little bundle. Yeah, neat little bundle. So me and Josh at this point were, you know, we were in the Christmas spirit. Mm. I'll tell you that much right now. Um, was there any trivia for this episode, Josh? Actually, yeah. And um one of the sites that I really like to go to is the Say by the Bell wiki um on fandom. And Oh, you're always on that oh site. My, dude, I can't tell you how many times um I just get I just get sucked into the wormhole and I'll be sitting there for hours just reading up on on episodes and this i thought was really interesting so in this episode you'll notice we mention you know zach screech kelly slater you know we mentioned the whole gang yeah the one whole gang. person we didn't mention mr belding oh i thought you're gonna say ox <laughs> <laughs> so again don't mean to spoil it for you guys there is no ox but there's no mr belding which wow. is a rare occurrence and wow. i could i, I would have sworn up and down that was probably like because there's only probably about like eight or nine ep- maybe 10 episodes that's what I, I like literally in my head i could i would have sworn up and down it was the 10th mr belding absence yeah. this is actually his 11th absence from the show wow yeah that's good information so that was really cool trivia that's real cool trivia um that was i think the only thing i found about this episode actually so yeah that's a, that's really cool trivia <laughs> <laughs> do you think he got paid or no, I mean, I think that's the thing. It's I'm sure it was conditional as like if you work when you're actually on screen and you have lines, which actually was another point. There was an uh, the woman that the older woman Slater was doing his gift wrapping with. She didn't have any lines, mm. but she was on screen for a decent amount of time. And I think a common practice like in like screen actors. Yeah. Guild is like if you have lines, you get paid. Uh... If you don't have lines, they can say like, hey, you get like a bottle of water or something from, you well, know, nice from book. craft that's services, nice. but you're not, you know, like that's, you're not getting much. You're not getting paid, in other words. So do you think Haskins was upset? Do you think Haskins was trying to, you know, trying to get a role in this? Because I think he would have been cool, like him and Slater working off each other about, you know, rapping right. gifts. Because that would have been cool. That would have been funny. And it would have been fun, too, because most of it is Zach and, Zach and Mr. Belding, we know, have a real contentious relationship. Yeah, they always have some sort of beef going. But Slater and Mr. Belding they're seem fun. to be a little bit cooler. Yeah, they're cool. They're, they're cool together. Like, so. if I ever saw a movie yeah. that was, like, let's say they did, like, a buddy cop movie based on these characters. Yeah. Um, Slater and Mr. Belding would be my first choice because they just play off each other so good. Mr. Oh, they're Belding, good together. Yeah, Mr. Belding's a little bit older. Slater's the young, muscular guy. Yeah. So, yeah, I I agree. I think that would have been a really fun thing. That would have been fun, but, you know, I think that was a missed opportunity. I think that's the only missed opportunity in this episode. Let's let's rate it. I mean, we usually... Hmm. So, I mean, how should we rate it? In, uh, like, maybe... Gingerbread, uh, gingerbread chick cookies? No, let's, let's do something with the episode, like um, 10 loose wires or 10 <laughs> apples. Or... <laughs> <laughs> All right, out of 10 apples, God. Um, I mean, obviously, if we're ranking this as far as, like, actually good pop culture, this would be pretty low on that spectrum. But if we're ranking this, like, in the world of Saved by the Bell and, you know, Saved sitcom the... cheese, yeah. um, I gotta put this at probably... Eight and a half apples. I think that's a little high. Um, I think it was a not a good episode. Um, it's funny as heck. I like how they. I just. It's one of the most ridiculous episodes, <laughs> especially for a Christmas. I think it's really ridiculous. I, I don't know. I, I feel like you gave these characters like they were so dependent on the Morrises. You gave them no. You know, it's like they couldn't live without the Morris family. I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10, though, of Apples, because I, I thought it was a funny episode, but I think it was, I think it missed some marks. I think you could have. Uh... Well, yeah, I agree. And I mean, that, I mean, my, in the rating system, what I was doing was, I mean, I'm, I'm ranking this as far as cheesy 
cheesy shit on sitcoms goes. Yeah, and yeah. you know what? Honestly, you just bring that up. I think you talked me down a little bit. I think I'm going to go eight apples and we'll give that extra half to Laura. I mean, she needs it. She's, <laughs> she's starving. She's hungry. Merry Christmas. Thanks to you, son.